Hello guys, welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. I hope you are all very well. This episode is on pricing and more specifically high ticket pricing. One of the most common questions I get is about pricing. Essentially, how much should I charge? And there isn't really a simple answer to this, but I will give an answer at the end of this episode. But one thing I want to touch on today, because the most common response to coaches when they say they want to earn more is that they should just charge more. Makes a lot of sense. Like that is an obvious thing. And sometimes that is appropriate, but it is at best a little bit lazy. And this brings me on to a really interesting discussion this week on high ticket coaching, which is essentially charging a lot of money for coaching. And a lot of mentors push this and or or push charging more and more and more for coaching so like as soon as you're full just up your prices then just keep upping them and just keep upping them and I don't like I don't fully agree with that and I don't think that we question these people enough it is sometimes the answer to increase your prices but it's certainly not always the answer and I think whenever I see it I just think bore bore off it's the equivalent of lazy as fuck coaching and if that's the kind of mentor you're attracted to then it worries me the kind of coaching that you do as well just like it's like saying to your clients just stick to your calories if you want to lose fat just stick to your calories no consideration of what the client's values are what's important to them the struggles that they have why they're not sticking to their calories you know maybe why they've come to you for coaching because if it was as simple as just sticking to their calories they probably would have done it by now If it was as simple as just writing, this is how much I charge and everyone would just pay for that, then people would have just done that by now. And I am absolutely all for charging your worth. In fact, this conversation came about because I did a post on charging your worth. But charging more and more just outprices the people that you, well, that I assume anyway, you want to help. And I think a lot of mentors miss one really, really important thing. And that is that it's not just about business. Some of us actually care more about the impact than the finances. And that isn't to say that you cannot have both. It isn't a false dichotomy. It's not about caring about your clients or making money. Like you can do both. And in fact, you need to do both. And I really wish that you could charge like a percentage of someone's income minus their essential expenses. <laughs> that would be great because that would make it more fair for everyone, but you can't, okay? So you have to price at some point. You have to set a price point. And this topic today, I've wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. I've wanted to talk about it for a while. It was one of the fundamentally different things uh, different mm, different perspectives that I had with the previous business owner and I guess one of the reasons that it wasn't feasible for us to work together but it was spurred on by a conversation that I had on a post about women charging their worth and depressingly women business owners earn 80 cents to the dollar so in other words they charge 20% less than men and another business mentor commented on this post that I said making that point that women need to start charging their worth 
And he was saying, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like I, I just coached a woman to sell a 2,400 pound coaching package. So that works out because that was for three months. That works out at 800 pounds a month. And that doesn't impress me, to be honest. There, to me, there is a difference between charging what you are worth and making access to coaching only available to those who have a large amount of disposable income. At that point, ask yourself this, who are the people that you really want to help? The coaches I work with tend to be really pretty passionate. The coaches on AFM want to make good money for sure, like so do I, but more important than that, we want to have a positive impact on others and help as many people as possible. Now, if your passion is truly working with very wealthy people and excluding anyone else that can't afford to pay 800 pounds a month then fine crack on but that if it's not that then this is something you maybe want to consider do you really want to keep charging more and more and more I also like I, I dread to think this of the sales tactics used for this some of which did transpire in the conversation which I will get onto later um often What's often used is this notion that if people can afford uh, an iPhone and a £1,500 holiday, then they should be able to pay £800 for coaching. And that it's not a financial issue, it's a priority issue. This this argument's used quite a lot. And it, it makes logical sense, right? So what you're saying is it's not that they can't afford it. Yeah, you're right. Like, it, they can physically afford it. But at what cost? I'm not just talking about the financial cost, obviously that's £800. But should they have to sacrifice the rest of their life? No. Like, and I think not enough people just question that. What are you talking about? Someone shouldn't have a phone or go on holiday because they care about their health. Utterly ridiculous and so like blindly privileged. Because the truth is, n- nobody is sacrificing those things for coaching. I, for one, certainly don't believe that people should have to choose between having support with their health and fitness and going on holiday or having a phone, which is such a stupid uh, analogy anyway. Like the figures used were like, it's a £1,200 iPhone. Okay, but actually most people pay, what, 30 odd pounds a month for that over a three year period. It's not the same as forking out £800 a month for coaching. And the £1,500 holiday for probably like a family of four, which is paid off over the year. Imagine that, sorry kids, no holiday this year, mum has to pay for an extortionate online coach. And this is the issue. With, With this line of thinking, it's that people don't choose between the two. And I'm really glad that they don't. Like, I'm really glad that my clients aren't saying, I'm not going to go on holiday this year to pay for coaching. I want my clients to go on holiday and have phones. (laughs) Like, ridiculous. My point here is that people aren't choosing between those things. You're just limiting yourself to wealthy individuals who can go on holiday, have iPhones and pay for coaching. If you only want to help that very privileged section of society, fine, charge those prices. But if you want to help more than that, if you want to help more people, if you want to help, to be honest, the people that really need your help, then I would reconsider that. And it's hard enough for people to invest in themselves 
like how dare you as a coach use the line that you should be prioritizing your health at the expense of £800 a month. That is obscene, especially given the current like financial, you know, inflation's gone up, cost of living is about to go up. Like it's, it's like shaming people. And of course you should be prioritizing your health But the last thing we need in an obesity crisis is to be saying to people that to get support, you need to fork out £800 a month. Like, it's a guilt trip. To guilt trip someone for not wanting to spend all of their disposable income on coaching is disgusting. It's the worst part of the industry to me. Like, I want it to be inclusive. We should all want it to be inclusive. It's one thing saying if you didn't go out and get hammered three times a week and spend hundreds of pounds on drink and meals out and things, then maybe you could make some adjustments and pay for coaching. That's just sensible. And you should be prioritizing your time, your money and your health at that level, you know, at the level of, no, do you know what? Instead of going to Costa every day, I'll treat myself to one, two times a week. And that saves me, I don't know, 20 quid a week, which means I can put that towards coaching. But to take it to the extreme of like, basically you shouldn't have a life and you should just invest in this extremely expensive online coach. Ridiculous. We should be trying to be inclusive, not insist that coaching is only for people who can afford £800 a month. So this debate I had was quite telling really. And there are a lot of business mentors kind of pushing this notion of like very high ticket. And to be quite honest, I wouldn't enjoy my job if this was the kind of coaching I did. And I I would hate the sales part. I'd also kind of feel like I was tricking people. And I say that as not to blow my own trumpet, but one of the most experienced coaches in the UK, I didn't charge anywhere near £800 for one-to-one. So I would quite like to see why this individual thinks that that's a fair price and that is that is what they should be charging. And, okay, maybe I'll just read. Shall I read the thread? It's quite long. Um, oh, gosh, it's very long. But I actually, I think it's a, it's a good example um, of some of the, I guess, just questioning some of the commonly held beliefs in the industry, which is wild. Like, some of these are wild. But anyway, started with this. Uh, blah, blah, blah. One of the people I'm working with has just made a sale for £2,400 this week. And I said, £2,400? Shall I continue with these voices? I don't know. We'll see. For what? And they said, for 12 weeks. Oh, 12 weeks. Anyway, they said for online coaching. And I said, what, at £800 a month, I hope that she's good. And he said... There's many in the industry charging more than that. One person you've worked alongside charges more. What would you recommend people charge? And I said, I'm very aware of that. Doesn't mean I agree with it or think that it's ethical. And they said, I'm confused. Do you think it's unethical to charge for your time and expertise if you solve big problems for someone? And if, and if it's to do, oh, sorry. And if it's to do with the amount being charged, (laughs) Where do you draw the line between what's ethical to charge and what's unethical? Interested to hear your thoughts. And I said, maybe unethical is the wrong term. It goes against my values to charge that much, each to their own, but I want to make health and fitness affordable 
not exclusive to those who have £800 a month spare. And they said, what do you consider affordable? And I said, that depends who your clients are. The average salary in the UK is 30k a year. Amelia actually told me that for women, it's something like 26k a year, which is very sad. But anyway, somewhere between 26 and 30k a year. So it needs to be realistic and not put people into debt. I don't think coaching should be a privilege reserved only for the rich. And they said, I think the first statement is key. It depends on the person. However, the latest iPhone costs £1,200. A week away in the UK is £1,500 on average. Is it? I mean, that's just not really any point disputing that. It's £1,500 apparently for a weekend away in the UK. And most people can afford these things. From my experience, having spoken to thousands of people over the last couple of years, um, okay, many of whom are spending 50 to 100 pounds or more every week on eating out, alcohol, etc., etc. <clears throat> Surely you'd agree that the value received far outweighs any of that stuff. I agree, not everyone can or should charge 2,400 pounds. But I speak to so many coaches working themselves into the ground going out of business because they're not charging enough. And I said, most people save for months for a holiday and pay monthly for their phone. I don't think that's a good gauge. I agree, some people undercharge, but increasing your prices isn't the only way to increase your income. The coaches on AFM generally want to help more people and have as much and, and have as much positive impact as possible. That means not outpricing themselves. The industry is in a sad state if trainers feel like the only way to make decent money is to work with people who can afford to pay £800 a month. And they said, You've clearly not read my last comment. I clearly stated that not everyone can or should charge £800 a month. It depends on the people you're working with, etc. Laughing face emoji, the confused man emoji. From what you've said in our interaction, you don't think people should be in debt for the health and fitness, but financing on commodities such as mobile phones, which is a form of debt, is okay. And charging high prices doesn't align with you or your values, but you've shared a business with someone who doesn't align with those values and beliefs. Hope this doesn't come across wrong, just seeking to understand. And I said... Why do you think I don't work with that person anymore? We are all allowed to learn and grow. Also, a phone is pretty much essential these days. I certainly don't want my clients to have to choose between a phone and health and fitness support. To be honest, it sounds a lot like shaming people for having a phone and going on holiday. That's not my vibe. I don't want or need to pressure people into high ticket coaching and make them feel guilty about how they spend their money or their priorities. The values behind holidays and having a phone are things that you may want to consider. Connection, memories, time with family, time off work. It's a great discussion and it's helped me remember exactly why I don't like this side of the industry. And he's replied saying, just so I understand, so you see the latest phone as an essential but investing in health isn't. Who's shaming anyone? I think the point here. I can't remember what I replied to that. Um, okay, I'll just keep reading. I just wanted to... Uh, I, I was just comparing the cost of commodities to an investment in health. Of course, there's values of holidays, phones, etc. Personally, I see more value in health than all of those things. The point is, like, it's not a false dichotomy. That's the point. And it is shaming someone about how they're spending their money. Like, it, it just, yeah, anyway... 
why am I getting so vexed? Uh, anyway, they say, personally, I believe the value of health is more important than these things, but my personal opinion and where someone spends their money or what they see as valuable is their own individual preference and none of my business. If someone doesn't see the value in coaching, then they're not going to pay for it. It's as simple as that. I'm not sure if you're now pointing fingers at me, making assumptions or make or simply making a blanket statement, but from my experience to sell programs for £200 a month or more, there doesn't need to be any shaming, high pressure sales tactics or making anyone feel guilty. He's now changed from £800 to £200 a month, but anyway. Um, your second paragraph seems a little bit like you're suggesting you are indeed making assumptions about me. It's actually got nothing to do with the individual. I can only assume you've had some bad experience in the past with high ticket sales. I haven't actually, I just don't agree with them. And I'm not sure what you mean by this side of the industry. I'm sure we're both on the same side in terms of helping people. And I said, I would question who you're really helping charging £800 a month and whether your first intention is actually to help people. My ex-business partner was self-aware enough to admit and acknowledge that his priority was financial and that helping people was a happy byproduct. That's where we fundamentally disagreed. It's not right or wrong. It's different values and a different motivation. I can't see how you're missing the point. Health and fitness shouldn't have to cost someone £800. You shouldn't have to decide between going on holiday or having an iPhone. It's not a dichotomy. I am not pointing fingers at you as I don't know you. Never met this person, first interaction with them. But if the shoe fits, then yes. And they said, um, I think I'm going to stop reading now. It kind of goes on like that. But hopefully, um, uh, is there anything else that is of any value in this thread? Probably not massively. So after all of that, what I actually wanted to say about pricing is this. It really depends on your values and who you want to help and why you're a coach in the first place. I am not inherently against high ticket, but I want to make sure it's right for the individual, right for the coach and that people don't feel pressured into going that way because that's what everyone does. And also I want I want to encourage people to like bite back at these mentors and be like, okay, but I want to help busy mums that earn about I don't know, 25k a year, or maybe they're not even earning at the moment. Like, is it feasible for me to charge this much? The only way I could possibly do that is by essentially shaming them into like their priorities around money and be and kind of telling them, well, if you don't pay this, you don't care about your health and fitness. That to me is like disgusting sales tactics. And now I will say undercharging doesn't help anyone either. A, because it means you won't make enough money to live the life that you want to live. And B, it means your clients don't value you or your time or the program as much as they could if you're undercharging. And then C, most importantly, actually, is you are taking away your client's opportunity to invest in themselves. And that is a huge, underrated and kind of misunderstood part of success. Like, as an extreme example, if you're paying... 10 pounds for an app that gives you a few workouts you're far less likely to actually stick to that than if you forked out 200 pounds for some coaching you are also telling yourself when you invest 200 pounds in coaching i am worth this i am worth investing in my health is worth investing in and high ticket is an obvious option to increase your income but it's not always the best one 
and for the record, like I don't really like talking about um, finance finances because I actually care far more about another area of my stripe. Most people screenshot their financial um, their their intake on five uh, on five on Stripe. Like this is how much I've made. Screenshot of that. What I care far more about is is the how many customers. How many people have I helped? How many people, like, when I look at the EC method now, we've helped almost 4,000 people. That's phenomenal. That gets me way more excited than how much money we've made. And if you're any good at maths, then you can figure out that we've made a very decent amount of money doing that. But that's not the point. Like, the emphasis isn't on that. The emphasis is on how many people we've managed to help. That's so much more exciting. That's what gets me fired up. That's what makes me work. That's what gets me out of bed. And so back to my point, like, although, you know, you have these people that are charging a huge amount, I earn considerably more than people who are charging 10 times more for their coaching than I am. But what is far more important to me is that I am positively impacting more people. That's my driver. That's what motivates me. And if impact is your driver, the money will follow. And in the long run, you will and, and I mean like the long run, like it's not going to be, yeah, sure, you could sell high ticket for a short period of time until people realise you're basically scamming them. But in the long run, you'll effortlessly outwork anyone who is only interested in money because you've got drive, because you have values behind your business, because that's what gets you up. That's what gets you fired. That's what gets you motivated. Even on the days you don't want to do it that much, you're going to give more to your clients because you actually care about them and you care about the impact. And if this sounds like the reason you're a coach and if this sounds like your vibe, then I would encourage you to sign up to AFM because I want to show the best trainers that they don't have to sell out to run a successful business. And if you're interested in that, then feel free to shoot me a message at AFMentors on Instagram or head over to AFMentors.com and you can read all about the mentorship. That is all today. I will be back with Lynn and Kimberly next week. All the week, yes, next week. And I promise it will be less ranty. Sorry about that. But obviously I <laughs> needed to get that off my chest. It's been very therapeutic. And I hope that it's been somewhat useful 